Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. Today is Friday, March the 8th, 2019. It's 4 p.m. in New York. It's 1 p.m. in Los Angeles. It's 9 p.m. in London and Sydney, Australia. Good morning there. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. So wherever you are in the world, thank you for tuning in for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And the only unhappy thing today is that my co-host, Linda Armstrong, is kind of under the weather. She's not feeling up to her normal self. Uh, she's, she's an energy coach, and when your energy is enough, you can't be much of an energy coach. So she's going to t- kind of take the afternoon off. But... She's done a wonderful favor for us. She has sent a good friend of hers who's also a life coach to sit in for her today. And I'm going to welcome her here. So her name is Liz Gracia. Have I got that right? Gracia? Am I pronouncing your name right? Gracia. Gracia. Okay. Gracia. Gracia. Okay. So Liz, well, first of all, hello. And second, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate that. My pleasure. Glad to nice have to you. Nice to meet somebody new. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of that this week, and I've been enjoying it. It's always fun when you, when we have new people coming on. And plus, I mean, probably about uh, 70% of my co-hosts are life coaches. And this week I've interviewed, I think you'll be the third or fourth extra new life coach. So I am like inundated with life coaches right now. And it's a wonderful thing. I often say uh, I'm the, well, I'm I'm the best really coach. I'm not a life coach, Walt. Oh, you're not? Oh, Okay. Well, that's all right. I mean, I have a, I have co-hosts who aren't life coaches. I thought you were. I apologize. So, no, that's my mistake. Right. So, so actually, maybe I should take a step back. And, why don't I let you tell us who you are instead of me guessing who okay. you are? That's probably a better way to do this. Oh, well, that sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, as Walt said, my name is Liz Garcia, and I'm founder of something that's called the MindBodySpiritNetwork.com. And that's how I met Linda Armstrong, who I'm sub- subbing for today. Linda is a member of this network, and what I do is I help alternative and holistic transformational types of professionals with their online marketing efforts, and I do that within the context Ah. of a conscious community, because I understand the power of networks and community online, so that's what I do there. But I am, like, not officially, but I do it for fun, a consciousness coach. Now, what is a consciousness coach? What exactly is that? I I study consciousness, and I understand where power exists in consciousness. And there is a a relationship between the law of attraction and the laws of consciousness. And and who I studied is Dr. David R. Hawkins, who wrote a book called Power Versus Force, which there's a big following of people that understand. When you understand where true power is, then you can apply the law of attraction more consciously, right? So to speak. Right, sure. Well, that's that's kind of what I bring to the table today. Is I love to share my understanding of consciousness and how it applies to the law of attraction. And there is a lot of crossover there, so people will because a lot of people are trying to apply the law of attraction, but they're not quite. Oh yeah. They're getting what they don't want, yeah. as oh, you know. Lots of that. Oh yes. Because we humans like to focus on what we don't want. We're good at that. And to complain and point at it. <laughs> we like to wrestle it to the ground. like We do. <laughs> or Abraham. I'm going to wrestle that one to the ground. Let's just do that and be miserable. I love it. That's great. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. i, I got to ask you, um, one, of the, uh, one of my co-hosts, her name is Cindy Chavez, and uh, she, she's wonderful. She and I have been doing a lot of... Um, studying on the Wednesday afternoon podcast uh, of the, the material of Neville Goddard. And, I'm, and Neville Goddard is very much also into consciousness. So I'm wondering, is there an overlap there between him and your guy? 
Yes, and in fact, I can't. We I have a um, a monthly book review group on video that my network does, and mm-hmm. someone just brought up Neville Goddard. But you know who I was reading who reads all about him is Wayne Dyer. Mentions him all the time. Oh, that's true. Yes, right. And yeah. He talks a lot about Neville Goddard, and Wayne talks about sharing um, his books, Neville Goddard's books, with his kids, and his kids are like, "I don't get it, Dad." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay." People don't get consciousness because it's like it's not really concrete. Well, plus so, um, Goddard I is have hard. To pick him up now that you're. I mean, what's God, that? Neville Goddard is hard. He really is because yeah, I've heard that he yeah. is. He, he was a very devout Christian, but his take uh-huh. on Christianity and Christian teaching was very different from what traditional churches would teach. It was different from the Catholic okay. Church, and it was different different from what Baptist churches would teach, and, and the various Protestant churches. Because for him, God and Jesus and the kingdom of heaven are all psychological symbols for consciousness and imagination. So everywhere that you, yeah. you, you have, you have direct, we call it the Neville decoder ring. You know, so everywhere you, oh. you, you have one, you can do a, a direct word substitution, and now you get the true meaning of what he's talking about. Uh, now, is he from the early 1900s, Walt? Or do you know? He, uh, he was an actor who acted in New York City in the 1920s. And then he met, okay. the, the way the story goes is he met this mystic from um, the Middle East named Abdullah. Not much is known about Abdullah. But Abdullah was the one who explained to him the, the, the mystic understanding, so to speak, of the Bible and of Christianity. And that okay. became the basis for what Neville taught. And then Neville did his teaching starting in the 1930s through the 19, early 19, mid-1960s, something like that. And he passed in the early okay. 1970s. So he's kind of like in the middle of the okay. 20th century. At least somewhat contemporary. So, yeah. So what what I understand from what I've learned, Walt, is that he's he's speaking higher truths. He's speaking of higher consciousness. And, mm-hmm. and Dr. Hawkins talks about this as well. If you're not understanding it, it's because you're not even there yet. <laughs> you know, we're not... We're, we as a planet are not even close to being of highest consciousness that can exist on the, I mean, mm. there's a level of consciousness that you can get to and then you leave the body because you can't go any higher. So as a planet, we're not even close, which is why some of these teachings are you don't get it and you're, you're not there yet. So, Well, it also and, helps to have a, a, a co-host like Cindy Chavez who's really studied this stuff and she's been able oh, to good. make it simple enough that, I mean, I've kind of followed oh. along. I'm getting it now. And at first... Oh, good, what, yeah. Uh, well, plus I also had, and she kind of has a similar thing here too. I had a, a negative thing where the church was concerned. I, I actually rejected and pushed the church away when I was in my teens, and yes. kind of retained a sort of resentment over the years. So I didn't even want to look at all that stuff for the longest time. And and right. studying this stuff gave me a way to come back to it in a way that I didn't have to be hostile anymore. I could actually feel a little bit of friendliness because now it, it could make some sense to me, whereas the way it was taught before made no sense to me at all. Right. Yeah, resistance doesn't help. You should know that by now. No kidding, (laughs) really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, really? Can I point and hate and just just hate and hate and hate and resist? Sure you can. (laughs) Yeah, you can do it as long as you want to. Right. Right. So what I I was drawn to you guys when I read your About page, because you're here to have fun and be positive. Yes. Oh, and we have lots of fun. This is this show is all about Good. having fun and laughing and 
not taking ourselves too seriously and just, Definitely. you know, but learning, learning and trying to share our knowledge and, and share it with each other and pick stuff up from each other. And it, it's, a, it's a wonderful journey. I've really enjoyed it very much. So, um, so now, I feel like Walt, you know, with all my studies of consciousness, I feel like I, I have come here to make it simpler as well. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's dumb it down. Yes. Not to be insulting, but like honestly, if this is high level stuff, you're like, we got to bring it way down so that we can get it. Well, you know? that, there's like, nothing yeah, insulting yeah. about that. That that's just you, you no. learn at the level that you're at. That's all there is to that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody's at there's a different level. There's a lot level. of levels too. There are. Way. <laughs> there are. Yeah. I, Many I, levels. I kind of learned you don't have to be intimidated by any of it. It may even if you aren't getting yeah. it yet, you can just kind of oh, you know. Trust that you're going to get it soon. And just keep listening to LOA today, and we'll bring in more and more experts exactly. to help you understand. Oh my you know? God, Walt! I'm going to learn so much today. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I, I, it's my regular joke, and it isn't so much a funny joke anymore. It's more like I like to tell it. I'm the best coach man in America. I have more life coaches talking to me every single week than anybody else does. <laughs> so, God, you're getting so much good stuff. There, yeah. Oh, Walt. it's incredible. It's, I mean, Linda. Linda is amazing. That's really what's going on here. Absolutely. You've asked for something, and you're getting it through this. Are you? You're, you're not kidding. I'm telling you, it, it really is true. Yeah, and it's wonderful. All right, so we're, we're putting it out there together that this is going to turn into something bigger for you. I like that. Cool. <laughs> yes. I like that. Really, really good. I'm pretty good at projecting stuff onto people and saying, guess what? So just watch out. Be prepared. <laughs> I can hardly wait. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Right. I, over the last four or five months, that's been a regular message of mine. I want more listeners. I want to get this bigger and bigger and bigger. I want to reach millions of people. Huh? You know, so. All right. Yeah. And there you have it. You just said it out loud. Yep. For about the Don't put a block time. up now. Don't yeah, that's right. the <laughs> No breaks. Take the breaks. Have you seen that insurance commercial when a guy go, where a guy goes in to get his brakes fixed? Uh, and then me. the brake guy says, so the guy goes in to get his car fixed, his brakes, and he says to the mechanic, uh, do you do a good good job at fixing brakes? He goes, yeah, but, you know, nothing's going to stop you. <laughs> so anyway, the point was... <laughs> Point being, you don't have to put on your brakes because something will, you know, get in your way. Like, this you know, true. a nice little offer to have millions of people show up. This is true. And then you'd be like, what do I do now? <laughs> I'm talking to a million people. Oops. Well, 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 I would imagine that's kind of the direction you're headed with your institute, isn't it? Because, I mean, you brought all these people in who are a variety of different experts. And I don't even know. I know yeah. what Linda does, but I'm not sure what the others do, you know. Well, we have a mix of, like, uh like a medical medium, which is super fascinating, mm. medical mediums. We have um, kind of corporate wellness meditation specialists that are just like killer with guided meditations and mm. Ayurvedic stuff. Um, I've got this really super interesting uh, 20-year vet. He's an ex-Army um, warrant officer, and he went to Iraq five times. I'm like, dude. Wow. Holy crow. Yeah. And he went through a lot, you know, a lot of suffering. So he's taking, he's turning it around and he's becoming a transformational leader. And he's like, so like raw mm. <laughs> and just telling it like it is, but he's That's really good. awesome to listen to. He's starting his own YouTube channel. So Very cool. my intention is to attract really gifted healers and shifters and thought leaders, change agents, and give them a, give them a platform. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not marketers, any of them. 
So I don't Well, there aren't much. I mean, I've marketed all my life, and I'm still learning how to do the darn thing. So, I mean, it's not an easy thing. um, Online marketing is the the most difficult, simple thing in the world. It truly is. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of moving parts. There are, yes. So I'm kind of the, I'm like the healer's marketer, because I'm a healer myself, like unwitting. I'm an unwitting healer and mystic. (laughs) But I also do some business-related stuff, too. So I'm Mm -hmm. like the king combo for those alternative types. I'm like, just forget about your marketing. Give it to me. I'll take care of you. You just got to let it in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, healing, actually, that's going to be good for that. Your job, let it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but healing is going to be good for that, isn't it? I mean, because because part of of healing healing yeah. covers a wide range of things, and one of the things that could that you can heal is your your feeling of frustration or inadequacy or whatever that you you can't get your own business out there. That that needs healing. Yes, in fact, I have a a, a client. I mean, a member. She's been an acupuncturist for thirty years. She's like we call her. Um, a spiritual elder mm. because she's in her 70s now but now she's coaching other healers to market their businesses in this really interesting holistic way because she's a um they call that five elements acupuncturist so they okay. look at all five elements of the earth and she's kind of incorporated that into your business it's like oh what a great wow i love that absolutely so, so your your the marketing part of your business, Walt, would be your fire element. What's oh, the fire okay. of your business? Okay. Yeah. And the metal is the money. Yeah. The money element. Right. The um what's the first one? Anyway, there's water, metal, earth, wood. I forget them all now, but each element represents a different part of your business. And she made a really excellent point that it's everything in the everything in consciousness is a living system. Mm. Your your business, your mm. LOA today is a living, breathing entity, whether you're aware of it or not. <laughs> that almost gets so, scary. <laughs> no, I, I think it's kind of cool. Well, I guess it depends which way you take it. You know, you, you can take it as uh, it's, it's this wonderful, you know, beautiful being that's growing up, or you could treat it as, oh, my God, yes. this monstrosity that's building up. It could be either way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's not go there. No, that's <laughs> probably not the best way to go. I agree with you. Right. Right. I mean, you're you're all about the fun, so that's already the essence of what you're wanting to yes. do. So I don't think there's a monster in there unless you get in the way. <laughs> well, I mean... Mon- monster. Interesting thing about monsters. Monsters are actually our way of kind of metaphorically describing contrast. Uh, yes. Good. That's really what they are. You know. So how are you yes. going to treat them? I mean, like um, we've been working on a. Uh, we're actually developed. I, I mentioned this to you before the podcast. We've, we're actually developing a fictional story. One of my co-hosts, Alex King, and I started this about a month ago, and then this morning she and I and Tom Wells. We're kind of fleshing it out some more. And, and the idea is to create a fictional series that we can include as like a segment here on, on the podcast. Um, that's It's kind of like a TV program or an old-style radio program, but done in podcast format. And okay. it, 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 would be, it would have the same kind of drama as you know, anything else. It, it might be more like along the lines of a romantic comedy, but it, it would also have dramatic uh, aspects to it. And I got to tell you, I mean, we were fleshing out the characters today. These characters are really dysfunctional people. So talk about creating a monster. 
But where we're going with it is we're, once we get it all fleshed out, we create out you know the, these these various uh, subplots and so forth. The idea is to one at a time start working them through therapeutic processes so they can start to grow out of them. I love that. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. That's a lot of fun. And and what That's we're excellent. finding. So you guys will be the actors. You'll have a written script, and I, you'll be the actors. I don't know who the actors are. Functionality, maybe I don't know yet. Um, I, I think to a certain extent, I'll rely on my sister because, like I said, my sister has a uh, theater background, um, and, okay. she, and she's been a playwright and she's been a director and so forth. So I'll probably talk to her and you know get her ideas about you know well can we use any of my current co-hosts do we need to reach outside who would we reach out to i mean i don't know the answers to these okay. things yet all right so there's a lot of moving parts and variables well it, it's like anything else with the law of attraction you don't want to spend all your time figuring out the how right right you know so we're just we're just yes. diving in we're just starting to create the thing and see where it yeah, goes yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah Left the creative. That's a lot more juice and creativity than. Well, I'm telling you, I was I was going through. I don't normally play back all the episodes because it would take too long. I mean, I've got ten episodes a week yeah. that I'm doing, but I was playing through this episode today. I've got five pages of notes so far off of that episode, trying to piece together all the pieces that we that we've gathered. <laughs> and I mean, these characters are they're scary. I mean, the the lead protagonist. Th- this is a woman who is a talent agent in Los Angeles who is recently divorced, has two kids, and her own uh, problem that she has is she grew up in a family where um, her mother was something of a flirt. Her father um, was a cheater. He was constantly cheating with other, uh, with other women, and those are her role models. And the only thing that she learned about how to deal with relationships is how to flirt. So flirting is her entire model of how to do relationships. And, of course, oh. that leads to her having broken relationship after broken relationship because she doesn't know what the inner workings of a relationship is. Add in the fact... Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Now, add in the fact that this woman is um, not only unclear about how to do relationships, but she's a talent agent. She spends a lot of time on red carpets. She works with the stars because she lives out in Los Angeles in Hollywood land. And so she wants to be Mrs. Glamour. She wants to be, or Miss Glamour, whichever way you want to look at it. She wants to be the glamorous one. She's actually kind of a, a plain average woman, but she does everything she can to make herself glamorous and attractive and so forth. And so it all becomes about the surface, about the, the superficial aspect of who she is and how she can flirt with somebody. And add into the fact that because she's got this family background, she also is unwilling to dive into the internal relationship because she's angry at her father and her, her mother provided no guidance at all. So she doesn't know how a good relationship works and that because she's angry at her father, she's also playing that out with the men that she meets. So she has this love-hate relationship, you know, push me, pull you kind of thing with the men that she's meeting. And so who does she draw into her life? Married men who are players. And so she's in this current relationship with a guy she doesn't know is married. And I mean, it's turning into a soap opera at this point. <laughs> it is a soap opera. Yeah. So where's the lesson in there? How's the lesson going to come through? We started to flesh that out toward the end of, of this morning's show. And where we're going with it is she has a kind of a, a complete crash in her life because she learns that the guy she's now seeing is already married. This guy has also developed a relationship with her daughter, her 10-year-old daughter, and her daughter, I mean, like a father-daughter type relationship. And okay. now, because it's been revealed that he's married, her daughter is now crushed by what's going on. And on top of that, her her daughter's father 
um, who is a, a Hispanic man and who is very traditional Hispanic. So he's the kind of person who believes in a, a, a traditional family unit, but in the old world way. So the woman should be in her place. The woman's role is to be the homemaker and take care of the kids and the father's role to go out and, you know, it's the old, old style. And he's running into the fact that he's now in America and that kind of clashes with everything that goes on in America. But he's still trying to yeah. stick to that role. He takes his son out on their boat all the time and he's constantly showing him like, oh, what the man does out, out on the ocean and bringing in the, 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 the seafood and all that kind of thing. But that's not for the daughter. So the daughter is now alienated from her father because her father won't spend any time with her. Alienated from the new man in her mother's life because that new man is now a married man and so he's basically proven to be a cheat and a liar. And her mother is now falling apart so her mother's not available to her. So Lana is basically falling apart. So now there's two crises going on at the same time. Yes. So, so, so Nance, who is the, the main character, I mean, her life is about to collapse and she doesn't know what to do. And so she ends up in therapy. And that's where the whole thing starts to come back together because the right. therapist is teaching her how all this works, you know, bringing it all out of her and bringing out her emotions about it and then helping her tie together how the whole thing is working and then showing her, coaching her into, you know, how can you put your life back together again while teaching her LOA principles. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who's going to therapy, the mother or the young girl? The mother. Or both of them. The, well, initially okay. the mother. Eventually, I think they all end up in some, for, some sort of coaching situation, but uh, yeah, okay. initially it's the mother, yes. <laughs> okay. And then that leads into all your law of attraction coaches. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, sure. Nice. Yeah. So that that's kind of, I mean, there's actually more to it. I, like I said, I've got five pages of notes on this thing, but that's that's kind of the upshot of what we have so far. <laughs> okay, so that that could go on for a year. That storyline. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. Right. And, so you're and thinking of having different different storylines, though, like kind of, you know, kind of like a movie that has probably. three different stories going on at once. Well, we do yeah. have the, we have the two storylines started so far. There's the mother's storyline and the daughter's storyline. Okay. And in, in fact, when one of the things we talked about was how when um, the mother is now entered into the coaching or therapy or whatever it is. Um, and she is discovering these pieces of, you know, how her her psychology is put together, how the tapes in her mind are playing and so forth. Simultaneously, her daughter is playing out the same thing in her life. So we're shifting yeah. back and forth between the two scenes of the mother and the daughter and the daughter basically mimicking the mother and not realizing it. Now you got two Maybe you could going. bring in the cheating husband as the third story. Give me an idea. So... He's like, he was getting bonded with this 10-year-old, and he's cheating on his own family. So he's got to come through his own kind of realization himself. Like, what's going on here? What am I doing? Why am I, you know, my well, we family do... not good enough? Or I don't know. There's another story there, though. <laughs> well, there is one. I mean, it's certainly a, at least a subplot because he's a he's a pretty insecure guy. I mean, he's a player, but he also is very, very tied to his quote, real family, because he has a wife and kid, and he, right. he does everything he can to, to keep them from knowing about this other life that he's got going on there. But he right. desperately so, needs them, because without them, he has no sense of himself. So, you know, that, that's, that's the only sense of himself that he has. I see. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's three stories right there. Yep. That's enough to get you started. <laughs> well, then we also have um, Nance's ex-husband, Miguel, because he's the one who was uh, brought up in oh. Mexico. Mm. He's the one who, who who thinks that the uh, 
Um, the wife should be staying at home, and the, the man should be out in the world, the old world style of thinking. So now he's coming face-to-face yeah. with how that works in American culture, or more precisely, how it doesn't work in American culture. So that's his, his storyline. And then his son is trying to learn like, to be like his father, but that's clashing with what all his friends are experiencing and telling him about. So he's really confused about what's going on in his life. So we actually have about five different storylines going on. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to invite you guys to understand, to check out Power versus Force. Okay. Because when you understand them, there's a map of consciousness. And what you're talking, what, when I hear stories or I watch movies, I now look at it from levels of consciousness because I know what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at that level of con. This is where they're operating from. So tell us about it. So. In the, so in the context of what we're talking glamour. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, so the map, let's just talk about the map real quick. Okay. The map of consciousness is a scale from zero to a thousand. Okay. And it's a, log, a logarithmic scale. So mm-hmm. one on the map of consciousness is 10 to the first power. Mm-hmm. 200 is 10 to the 200th power. Mm-hmm. So if you're a mathematician and you did math and exponential stuff, you know that at, the higher you get, the yes. more quantum it gets. It's getting yes. huge as you go up the map, right? Yeah. yeah. So the highest level of consciousness a human being can operate at is a thousand. And that's what Jita, Jesus, Jita, I put together Buddha and Jesus. <laughs> that's clever. That Jita, works. Jita. <laughs> they already put themselves together. They, they already know they're the same I love one. it. So Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, all the avatars throughout history, many of them calibrated as a thousand, which is, you know, kind of outstanding. The level of consciousness of 200 is where there's a turnaround from negativity to power. So at Mm. 200, when you hit 200, now you're positively creating and you have power. 200 and below is all the negative emotions. Anger, fear, righteousness, pride, doubt, shame, blame, all of that stuff Mm. is energetically a toilet bowl. So it's all (laughs) a downward pull. I love the metaphor. Right? (laughs) So when you spoke about glamour, glamour is actually negatively oriented energetically Hmm, as opposed to beauty. Mm -hmm. So a a cool little twist is for the glamour girl to understand there's no power in that. And you wouldn't necessarily go into this because it's a higher consciousness. But it'd be kind of a simple realization that her beauty and inner beauty has way more power and appeal to everyone that matters in her life than glamour. Glamour mm-hmm. is really um, a needy type of energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's not of higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. So um, when you hit 200, 200 is the level of courage. And this is typically, I notice, I'm noticing a lot with coaches. Coaches want to get you into courage onto some topic. you got to step into courage. And when you do, now you have power. Mm-hmm. Now you can actually do something about it. But a really important thing to understand is that we as human beings have, are all levels of consciousness on different topics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some topics we're in the crapper on, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't like our bodies, we don't like how much money we have, whatever. Right. This woman is, you know, she's stuck on glamour, so she's stuck in a lower level consciousness on her own identity, mm-hmm. how she identifies herself. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to look at the different levels and see where they're at. So to bring her from this 
feeling to have to be glamorous into her own inner beauty could be, that would be a lesson in consciousness. It's like, oh, there's a different feel. Could be kind of interesting. Well, it is. So, I mean, it has to be because in order to make that transition, you have to, first of all, learn what that other part of consciousness is. You have to understand how that even works. So, yeah, it has to be a consciousness yeah. journey. Yeah. So, um, just so you know, the level of consciousness of the planet is 207. So, what, is, what does that tell us? 207. It says we're just, tur- we've just, I think it happened maybe 15 years ago when the we made a quantum leap in consciousness on the planet from like 190 or so to make a jump to 207 is huge. So something happened. It was a big shift in consciousness so that now we're not going to destroy ourselves. Good to know. A planet that operates <laughs> with the technology that we, that we have, under 200, we will destroy ourselves. But Hawkins is like, for somehow we, we made it so that we don't have to be concerned about that. Unless we take another nosedive in consciousness. So it's just kind of interesting to know. And as you move up the map, when you get up to 500, this is another interesting point, and there's a couple of places. Let's start at 350 because Esther and Abraham talk about being willing to accept you're the creator of your own consciousness. She she says that all the time. Right. Right? Yep. We're just trying to get you guys to be willing to accept you're the creator (laughs) of your own consciousness. It always says it. On the map of consciousness, that is comes in at 350. So that's a quantum leap up from courage, right? To be willing to accept you're the creator of your own mess right. is essentially what we have to accept now. Like exactly. well, Most humans are making a mess of their lives because they don't know any better. So mm-hmm. when you're willing to take responsibility and stop blaming anything outside of you, you'll mm-hmm. come into a significant amount of power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like huge. All right. And this is also the level of consciousness that is required to solve problems. You've got to be in the 250 range to solve a problem significantly. So that's good to know as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you look at our political, you know, I'd like, you know, every president should have a consciousness advisor. Because, <laughs> that would be interesting. Because <laughs> you can measure. You can measure someone's suggested solution. It's measurable what the level of consciousness is. And if it's like below 200, it ain't going to solve a problem. Mm. It's going to cause a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? So you kind of got to operate. Anytime you're trying to solve a problem, like you're, you're trying to do, you're trying to solve, come up with a solution here, um, well, for how to get your LOA today out there. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of step into the power of 350 and say, okay, I got to take responsibility with this. And you got to call on higher consciousness, mm. like asking it is given. I'm, I'm playing with this right now while I'm like, I'm calling in higher consciousness all the time. And I don't need the highest because I've hit pretty highs and it's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you don't know any better. When you're in this very high state of consciousness, this is another part of my story. I hit very high. I've been, been in the presence of what I can figure right now of about 850. Wow. And that presence, it's astoundingly, profoundly beautiful, but it's not of this world. So you can be a little, if you're not, if you jumped there like I did, it can be a little scary, but, and that's a whole other story. So anyway, I call in higher consciousness. I don't call in that high. I'm like, I don't need to be that high, you guys. I talk to my, 
I appreciate that level. It's huge, but I don't have the foundation for it. Mm, sure. I don't have the energetic foundation. You got to build your foundation. Okay. Making leaps like that is where you get into that roller coaster. You're like, ooh, you know, you just, that's not any fun either. So anyway, so I wanted to talk about 350 because this is a law of attraction audience, and that's what Esther and Abraham are talking about, which means you've got to really make a leap in your own consciousness and accept. you got to stop pointing outside yourself and blaming everyone and everything else beyond you, which is like a huge step. It is. And even Dr. Hawkins says this is a gateway to higher consciousness. Are you willing to do that or not? If you're not, you're going to stay below there. So the next level of consciousness that would be of interest to everybody, because we're all of the mind, is 400, which is the level of the mind. And it's the level of reason and rationality. And there's a lot of power in that. And there's a lot of power in the mind, too. So, and this is always a good one for people to know. The body is 200 on the map of consciousness. The mind is 400. Guess who's more powerful? Significantly. Well, sounds, that's a question for you. Oh, well, it sounds pretty straightforward to me. I mean, 400 is bigger than 200, so. <laughs> yeah, especially exponentially. Especially right? exponentially. People got to remember, yeah. this is not a linear progression. This right. is an exponential one. Yeah. So that mind of ours is very powerful. And if you're going to choose to focus it on negativity, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Be very careful. This is where this is where be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because that mind can manifest way better, immensely better than you're aware. And we see a lot, of a lot of Thankfully, most of us have a Mitch bag. You know, we're like, mm -hmm. we're a little bit down here, we're up here, we're in the middle. We're not like focused <laughs> so heavily on negativity. But if you do, watch out. Well, in public life, I mean, when you look at the public realm, you can see a lot of stories that are along that line that are basically, yeah. you know, they're, they're careening from one crisis to the next constantly. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, right now it's a bit of a, a lot of, like, I try, I know better than to listen to the news. It's like, <laughs> I just walk away. I don't want to even get, because, you know, what's interesting is Dr. Hawkins and Law of Attraction talks about whatever you put your attention on, it's an impersonal energy field. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment. Right. It's impersonal. So if I'm going to focus on negativity, Consciousness is like, okay, here you go. <laughs> let me let me show you. Have it here, you're, you're giving a lot of attention to that. Let me give it to you. Very true. So it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, a lot of us like to blame God for punishing. Why is God punishing me? It's like God's not punishing you. You're giving your attention to something you don't want, and then life is non-judgmental and just assuming that's what you want because you keep looking at it. So. That's where Neville's teaching so, it gets interesting because Neville teaches that God is consciousness. So you do a little word yeah. replacement and then what's consciousness is pu punishing me. Like, oh, darn, I'm tripping myself again. <laughs> right. But there's a different level. There's a there's so many levels of consciousness, right? So you've got to choose the one you want to play in. Mm. That's why I have the map. I look at the map. I'm like, all right, where am I on this map? Mm -hmm. And if I'm down low, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to look somewhere else. I got to distract yourself. I need a distraction, as mm. Esther would say, or Abraham. But but a good point about the 400 mind is, is also really basic, is whatever you're telling your body, the body believes. The, the thought about your body, the body believes. So, oh, I'm going to die of cancer. Okay. 
the body's like, all right, well, let me help you with that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm fat and ugly. Okay, let me show you what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As opposed to loving and honoring the body. And and treat Dr. Hawkins likes to treat the body like a pet because at higher consciousness, it is. It's it's not it's not the you are not the body at a higher level of consciousness at all. So let me ask you a question. You, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, bringing in the concept of subconsciousness. Now, this is a concept yeah. where some people say, well, consciousness and subconsciousness, they're really the same thing. It's just two different ways of looking at the same thing. Others say they're two separate things. Some people say that the body is where the subconscious mind is. Where does this particular approach that you're talking about, does it even include subconscious, or is it not part of it, or how does it work? Well, I think it's probably part of it, but the subconscious mind is kind of giving you what you want. This is like free will. I, in fact, I just today I found this guy, Dr. Bradley Nelson. Have you ever heard of him? No, I don't know he that. Sound one. familiar? No. He wrote a book and he has some stuff on Gaia.com. Some interesting okay. videos about the emotion code. He's talking about emotions and the subconscious. So he's saying the subconscious is aware of everything that you've ever thought, interacted with, experienced, everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have a traumatic event, for example, there's energy in the body that gets stuck. And so we have all this emotional baggage that's getting stuck in the body that he's talking about how to work your way through it. And I think it, it has to be brought into conscious awareness. The subconscious has it. And I guess, you know, at another level, the subconscious is you're going to experience this. So who am I to get in the way? I'm going to let you're going to feel you're going to see what happens. This is what happens as being a human. Right, and then when you get conscious, you're like, okay, I got to bring the subconscious to awareness, so I'm willing to look at it and bring it into awareness. I guess they're two different levels, they're two different approaches. Okay, okay, that's my guess. Okay, based on things that it, yeah. well, it, it, it adds up. I mean, it, it sounds like the the concept hasn't really been developed a lot in Hawkins' approach in his in his program, so to speak. Well, it has. I just, I mean, he's friggin' brilliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't fully understand everything he's talking about. He was like an esteemed psychiatrist with the largest psychiatric practice in Manhattan. Really? For many years. Yeah, wow. he's no dummy. And then he, he took on the science of consciousness for decades. He's been studying it, doing the research, getting the, you know, the data together, and then sharing his talks. He's awesome to listen to. He's funny. And he's of highest consciousness. He has experienced what I have for ongoing periods of time. So he operates from a very significantly much higher level of consciousness, though he has passed. He passed about four years ago. Linda just uh, signaled me that uh, she's been commenting like crazy, which she has. I've been trying to follow the comments while we've been been having our conversation. Uh Um, yeah, and, go ahead and follow her. I knew and, she was on there. <laughs> and I, I won't try to repeat all of it, but uh, she, she did make a couple of comments to Jeffrey, who's also one of our live stream listeners. Um, oh, okay. Uh, she was, she, uh, let's see, where was I kind to? Oh, she says, yes, Liz, thank you. This is why I use the gate modality. It's all about releasing from the cells of the body. Totally works, she says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so Dr. Bradley is talking about, I mean, Dr. Hawkins talks about it too, but Dr. Bradley is kind of taking it a step further in my understanding of how to actually release some of this stuff, and which is what Linda's doing. 
So Hawkins realized that you've got to let go of your own negativity and all your baggage. But some of it's buried so deep, you don't know how to get to it. And that's where Linda and other healers like her can right. get to it. It's like, let's get to it and see where it at. Where is it and help to release it. And I think, I think there's some, I'm feeling like you've got to recognize some aspects of that, those buried things. You can't, I don't know that you can just let them go. Some of them may require conscious awareness. Well, it's been an education for me co-hosting with, with Linda on Friday afternoons because she's been introducing oh. me to a lot of these concepts and oh, yeah. uh, and helping me to even just connect energetically because I was never really good at doing that connection before. Now I'm I'm getting it. And, and like she says, it's always been there, but I never really realized what it was that I was experiencing. And so she's helping me to understand that. Right. But uh, it's, oh, it's quite the education. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning yeah. more and more. I, I've actually gotten to the point now under her guidance but I've gotten to the point where I can actually feel my aura, like, you know, three or four feet out. Like, oh, oh cool, this is great. Oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah. So while we have Linda Armstrong on the line, I do want to make a comment. Sure. That's related to her. So we talked about the mind is at 400, and I want everyone out there to stop telling your body it's bad. <laughs> Start loving on that body of yours because the body is way weaker than the mind. So I mm-hmm. want to make sure to get that one across. And yeah. I've been working with that in a big way. And I love to, like, I totally am not willing to buy into the whole aging thing whatsoever. Oh, we got to have a good conversation about that because that's one of my no, favorite things. This, like, I'm not, no, there's no need for that. So the next level, which is another spiritual gateway, is the level of 500. Okay. And the reason why that's significant is because you're now entering the spiritual realm. You're getting out of the mind. Like, an interesting point is that Einstein, um, Freud, genius levels hit 499. And they kind of, they hit a wall. They're genius in the mental realm, but they hit a wall in the spiritual realm because they have to let go of the mind. What does that mean? To get into higher truths. Well, you can't, you can't rely on the mind. Okay. That's not, there's a limited truth. You've got to enter the non-linear realm to realize consciousness is way more massive than we pity little humans think, right? <laughs> so when you fit, hit 500, this is the level of love. And the reason I want to bring it up now is because Linda Armstrong is focused always on the love. Oh, which brilliantly. Which is super powerful. And true healing and true healers operate from 500 and above. Ah, okay. Of which, like when you and when you hit 540, which is unconditional love and joy, there's only like a half, one, four tenths of a percent of the world ever reaches that level. Mm-hmm. And then as you go up, it's it's fewer and fewer and fewer. Sure. Very few. And um, this is a good point. His last writing, there were 12 people on the planet that calibrated at 600 above, which is the level of peace, which you can't, once you hit 500, you're in another realm. Mm -hmm. When your whole consciousness is 500 above, I hit 540 very quickly, and then I went higher and higher, not, but then I crashed because I didn't have the foundation for it. Mm -hmm. I don't have the foundation, and I had fear and misunderstanding about what's going on, but we all have some of that, so that's how we can kind of, you know, integrate it all. But you, you, you want to, you want to, um, 
You need to know that love is the truth and way, way more powerful than you can imagine. Uh, we so actually have, we have a question for you. On, on, this, on, this, on what you're talking about right now, we have a question. One of our audience, the live stream audience. Okay. Her name is Saira, and she says, is 500 what they call the fourth or the fifth dimension? No. Hawkins says, Hawkins does not calibrate dimensions as being true. The fifth dimension, as I recall. I'd have to refer back to his, um, it is a different dimension though when you hit 500. It, it's, it's a very different experience of life and feeling the presence of love and divinity is a huge shift <laughs> when you feel it. And I mean, I was in the presence, I, I could feel the presence of love and divinity and higher, you know, presence. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's, it's very hard to describe because it's not of this world. Jeffrey but you're also, in it. You're in this world, but not of this Jeffrey also has a question. He says, um, how are these consciousnesses measured externally? And I'm not even sure what he means, but I'll throw it out there and see if you can handle it. Okay. It was, the measure is done through applied kinesiology or muscle testing. Have you ever heard of that, Walt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know Linda, muscle testing? Yeah, Linda's okay. led us yeah. through that and others have. So, okay, so it's through muscle testing that you would um, test you, you hold a, a statement in mind. You don't ask a question. You hold a statement in mind. And the body, which is part of consciousness, will respond. Like, so you have an arm out here and you say a, a statement and the body will say, and then you can say, uh, this statement calibrates on the map of consciousness at 200 above. And you just keep going until you go weak, right? So you keep measuring it. And then it's like, no. So then, okay, then it's 150, yes, 175, yes, and you just kind of keep, so he did this with thousands of people and millions of calibrations on thousands of topics. Mm-hmm. Super fascinating. Um, he he calibrated historic events and, and people throughout history, authors, music, super really interesting books to have as a reference so you can start recontextualizing what you believe in life. Where's truth? I'm like, I call myself the trumpeter of truth. Okay. All <laughs> right. there's, there's all levels of truth, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. There are different versions of truth. When you get into higher levels, you perceive differently, which is interesting. Now, I'm starting to feel in my own life. I start to, you start to feel lovingness, mm-hmm. and you won't judge anybody. You stop judging. As you get into higher levels, you stop judging, That's and good. you just kind of... Neutral, this is a great way to go, Walt. Neutral is 250 on the map of consciousness. And this, when you decide that you don't have to have a position on anything, you don't have to be right, and you don't have to be in control, it's a huge leap in freedom. I believe that. I experienced this when I was young, mm-hmm. when I stopped battling with my mother. When I said to be right, I finally said, I give. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that I was making a leap into neutrality, which is a leap in consciousness. But it's it's really kind of a beautiful thing. But right now, there's so much crap about having to be right about everything that oh, it's yeah. all lower consciousness. Just ignore it. Be neutral. Mm-hmm. Be neutral about yourself, too, by the way. What do you mean by that? Be it, neutral. Just, just stop disparaging yourself. Oh, okay. If you catch yourself being critical, you're like, oh, step back. Mm-hmm. 
and say, okay, no, I'm going to be neutral. Mm-hmm. There's so much power in that, and eventually, I mean, the power of being neutral about yourself is going to bring you into a level where you can start loving yourself and having fun, and if you're not, you know, a lot of people are not loving themselves. So neutral, I always say, go neutral, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much, it's, I mean, the, the power is huge when you realize how huge it is, mm. being neutral. Well, that actually and raises a question that, that I've been wondering about since pretty much you started talking about this this consciousness scale or these levels or so or, or however you want to call it because it's a, it's a logarithmic scale, which means it, it's yeah. it's hyperbolic in the way that that it goes up. Um, yeah. How, Good word. What, what, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wondering how did Dr. Hawkins come to the conclusion that it was a hyperbolic scale? How did he know that it was logarithmic? I mean, there's got to be some way that he came to that conclusion. I didn't understand the 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 term he used for the it's like a megahertzy Scooby Wooby word that it's a, <laughs> I don't know what the, the the name of the energy it's a type of energy he's measuring. Oh, okay. All right, so he had to use he just I mean he was divinely guided, so he got stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he determined it, but he's a scientist. He's a brilliant scientist. I mean, he's he's like he's up there like probably genius level in his mental capacity mm-hmm. as well as spiritual capacity. But the measurement for the consciousness is, is something I don't even know what it is. It's almost like a, a wattage or a megahertz mm. or I don't know. Okay. I mean, Linda so he, will tell you I'm always interested in the, in the scientific side, so that's why I was curious about okay, that. Okay, so <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with the measurement. That's okay. But he, he made it simple for us by saying, you know, it's, one to the tenth power. It's all to the tenth, you know, two hundredth power. Blah blah blah. You just mm-hmm. keep going up. Yeah. But there is a measurement that if you're a scientist, you'd probably know better than I. And it's in his book, Walt. You'll have to tell me what it means. Oh, okay. I don't understand it. <laughs> it's definitely scientific numbers. I don't. I'm not familiar with. That's fine. That's all right. I did great in advanced calculus, and then I hit a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I, kind of, I ran into the same wall myself, although I found that my wall was more about, I thought that I wanted to learn advanced levels of calculus, and then I found I didn't. I, I was surprised. Oh. You know, I, I started oh, to study. Me too, Walt. You had the same thing. Okay. I mean, well, you, I, I thought I loved advanced calculus, and then I went to do um, differential equations. That's where I hit the wall. It was like a totally, like I was in another world. Mm-hmm. Well, they are. <laughs> Differential equations are, are very abstract. I, what, I, I thought I was going to have fun with them. I'm like, I had to take an F. I'm like, what? I went from an A in advanced calculus to an F. I'm like, okay, I hit my wall. I've got a different calling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did struggle at first. I actually got to the point where I was in, into the A range again. But I realized I just lost interest. And the, I w- it was becoming yeah. effort. You know how we talk about efforting? Yeah, I was really efforting to get there. And and I just didn't see why I'd want to continue with it. Why I'd want, It just seemed like this pointless exercise for me. Like, why am I doing this? And so I just Well, what did you it. end up doing, Walt? Uh, what did I end up doing uh, at that point in my life? Actually, I went into banking for a while. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <it's> just like, <laughs> left field. You know? Right. And you learn about finance and money. Yep. I, I, and I hang out with the money. But most of my career was actually tied into computers, and uh, oh, I mean, I, I was one of the very, very early computer adopters. I, I mean, I got my first computer in 1982, 
And I mean, it just, I took to it. I was one of those people who it came easily to. So it just kind of became the basis for everything I did after that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. You were in high demand. Now, no, it doesn't even matter anymore because everybody knows how to use a computer. But at the time, it was pretty big. <laughs> yeah, that is huge. Yeah. Really huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so interesting. Anyway, we got up to the love level, and that's where once you get above 500. Well, you, you got the peace, you said. Peace was at 600. And what's after peace? Peace, yeah. Uh, a peace like you never know. You uh-huh. never can imagine that. I mean, even 540 is huge. When I hit 540, I'm like, I am not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But there's a downside to making those leaps. I'll just forewarn you mm-hmm. if you're not ready. And that's the swing. Maybe you've heard of the spiritual swing, like the pyramid. Um, tell yeah, me more. You feel it when you're trying to when you're trying to work on yourself, and you hit a high, but then you sink right back down. Well, that's Have normal. You had that experience? That, that's to, normal, to, right? To, to me, that's normal behavior. That's what happens all the time. Okay. Because <laughs> we don't know any better. I didn't know any better. So anyway, when I swung, I swung in the opposite direction equally in the opposite direction to go from that high to swing to the opposite of that is not pleasant. That's a crash. Yeah. Confrontation with something you don't want to know exists. Let me just put it that way. Mm. So, wow. Yes. You don't want to go there ever. (laughs) So So, are we talking about incrementalism here? Talking about learning how to move up incrementally and and establishing a foundation each way, each step of the way. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the way to go. That's what I'm doing now. And I pray to God every day because I'm like, God, seriously, you know, I, I'm aware of the presence of God, mm-hmm. luckily, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So I just talked to God. I'm like, listen, and I laugh because I got myself in a major pickle with this conscious scaling the map of consciousness and swinging back to the other side where you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I make fun of it. I'm like, I'm not in any hurry to jump up there again. Let me tell you, <laughs> I am not equipped for that encounter ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Well, ever so is I a long time. But... I always say, I'm like, I want to go there, but I want to go there at my own pace. I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to rock the boat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense because when we when we take one step at a time instead of trying to take twenty steps at a time, well, first of all, you're not as likely to, to strain the ligaments of your of your leg because you're not reaching too far. You know, yeah. and, and second of all, yeah. it, it fits the Abraham formula. It's easy. It's easy to take small yeah. steps. It's only when you're trying to take big yeah. steps that you, you trip and fall and hurt yourself and stub your toe and smash your face into the ground yeah. or whatever. So here's an interesting little tidbit about this, about taking steps. Hawkins has said, has found that if you move up even one-tenth of a point on the map of consciousness, because it's hyperbolic, right, Mel Walt? Mm-hmm. It's hyperbolic. Right. He said even one-tenth of a point on the map. So if you go from, let's say it's a point. If you go to 300 to 301, it can be life-changing. Oh, sure. So little steps. Well, how it's can it be a big step. It has to be life-changing because any time that we're changing any part of the way we think about stuff, there's going to be a corresponding experience that comes out of it that's different from what we used to. How could it yeah. not change? It's got to change. It has to. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. He he said that based on his studies and his calibrations, most people don't go more than five points in a lifetime. 
on the map, okay. which is fine. I mean, we're here for, we're here forever in a day. What's the hurry? This is true. <laughs> That's another. I mean, we live. I've had some experiences two or three times now where I've been shown eternity. I don't know how to tell you how I've been shown it, but I've experienced right. it. I've been. It's like a out of body experience. Like here, Liz, let me show you what eternity looks like, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Slow it down. We got eternity to do this. What's the rush? <laughs> What's the rush, right? <laughs> I do not need to leap in my level of consciousness this lifetime. I've gone as high as I need to go. Let's take it slow. <laughs> and yet you must have winded on some level because you got there. I mean, you attracted that. You, oh, you, you attracted that oh, experience. Oh, yeah. You know, and I it, did. And it was good for you in some way. And the opposite. <laughs> I attracted the opposite, too, though, Walt. Well, so I'm like, really? Oh, but that, so that's, that's contrast. That, and, and what you found is one form of contrast, one more form of contrast that you say no thank you to. And that's okay. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to have to get there to, to meet it, though. <laughs> no one else. Well, you're kind of like anyway. uh, Edison with the light bulb, right? He found 10,000 ways not to invent the electric light bulb. That's what you're doing. You're, you're finding oh, yeah. Right? Here's one more <laughs> way for me not to be enlightened. That. I don't want to be enlightened that way. No thank you. <laughs> not that way. Right. There's no question. <laughs> Many people think they want to have a spiritual awakening. I'm like, well, maybe you don't. Although one one little point is a spiritual awakening for people. I had I had like I don't know. I think I had 500 point leap. That's that's huge. That was a little uncalled for. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 well, it knocks you off yeah. balance. You aren't you don't know how to handle it, and and just, so it feels no. uncomfortable. That's understandable. Yeah. But on the other yeah. hand, like Abraham points out. They, the way they say it, they say it more in the negative. I like to turn it into the positive. But they say, you can't get it wrong and you'll never get it done. And I turn that right. around to, you always get it right and the road goes on forever. Which is basically just flipping oh, yeah. the same thing around, you know. But, yes. Oh, I like that. But when you look at it that way, there was nothing wrong with what you did. What you did was perfectly right for you. It was great. You know, well, just you know, just not where you want to keep going and that's all. No, exactly. Yeah. So here, here's another good thing for everybody to know. And I have I have um, drawn to me higher spiritual guidance uh-huh. and teachers, and understanding that when you get up to the highest levels of consciousness, your perception of the world is everything is perfect. Mm. So I use that to my advantage. I'm like, you know what? I feel like crap today, and I want to be all pissy. But everything's perfect. Sure. <laughs> this is perfect. Everything's perfect. It's like. That's the truth. Yes. So you can stop judging yourself. You're like, all right, I'm here to be all pissy right now. And okay, I accept that. And then you can laugh about it. And then you shift your consciousness. Like, oh, that was funny. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, that That's good. It's perfectly valid. They're, every single yeah. emotion we experience is perfectly valid. And, and yeah. you're right. That, we are sheer perfection right now, Walt, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. And everyone on here with us is sheer perfection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I don't like to think about it that way just because I, I can get myself all tied into a knot about perfection, so I just drop the perfection part. Yeah. But I but I get your point. No, your point perfection. is valid. <laughs> there are levels of, con- of perfectionism that are low level, by the way. Perfectionism is a lower level of consciousness. Oh, okay. Because you're trying too hard. You think you're not enough. Yeah. Whereas God's point of view of perfection is his you know, or consciousness's point of view of perfection is from that of sheer beauty mm-hmm. and acceptance and knowingness. Our view of perfectionism is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lower 
perfectionism, that particular level, right, is right. lower consciousness, like in 175 or so. It's where pride and righteousness hang out is in perfectionism. Interesting. Well, you, you can't manifest there. So. Well, you can. You're just not going to like it too much. <laughs> well, right. right. You can't manifest what you want. I meant to say what you want. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. You get hey. what you don't want for sure. <laughs> Take it from Very true. Good at that. I'm yeah, good right. at that. Well, I think we all are to some degree, but it sounds like I you've had some, <laughs> some pretty unique experiences, perhaps, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yes. So. Anyway, this has been a great hour. Uh, before we part companies, though, I want to give you the chance to remind people how to find out more about your institute and how to find out more about you as a consciousness coach. So, you know, give give some people some contact information. Okay. So, I'm the founder of a website called the Mind Body Spirit Network dot com, and I haven't put together consciousness classes yet, but uh, people keep asking me to. So. They will come up, but I have done webinars like you know that I've recorded. With mm-hmm. I have a uh, I used to have an online meetup group wall where we met every week, and I give presentations on all different topics. And like Linda would come on and present. And, oh, fun! Uh, I, I think once I take a I need to take a break from it. I've been doing it for two years, but we have mm-hmm. tons of great webinars, and we have some webinars on there where a bunch of members came. And we did healing, like live healing. And you can just listen to it. And Linda goes through her this healing process during some of those webinars. So and she's good at it. You can it. check that out. She's very good. Mm-hmm. And other healers were on there too that walk you through guided and they're super yummy. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> so anyway, the MindBodySpiritNetwork.com is where you can find alternative and holistic and energy healers and like medical mediums and intuitives and uh, everything under the sun. And then we have tons of uh, our YouTube channel is the MBS TV, I think, YouTube channel. Okay. <laughs> oh, you can click on our YouTube channel, but we have High Vibe Tribe Q and A interviews, kind of like what we're doing here. So oh. I interview all of our members, so you get to know them better. That's on. That's all uh, High Vibe Tribe TV. We have all kinds of content on the network and ways to interact with people and take courses and get some healing, schedule some healing with one of our members. And yeah. Very good. I'm trying to put all these alternative healer types into one place so you can find them because they don't know how to market themselves. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing, too. It's nice to have a central portal to handle that kind of thing because it's going to make it easier for people to find them, regardless of whether people know how to market themselves. There's also the other side. People don't necessarily know how to find stuff. So, yeah, having one one central location. I'm kind of a whiz at the whole search thing, too. That's how I got this started. Very good. Kind of expert in search engine optimization stuff and Uh helping people do so. All right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you thank for you, thank you for joining us on the program. I mean, it's, this has been truly enlightening. We're learning about enlightenment uh, in a yeah, different way. Yes, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Thank you. We're gonna have to I have you back again. I have friends in high time. places that guide me. Like, yeah, go here. Let's go light up some corner of the earth today. All right. And, and when you say high places, you mean high. I mean really I high. Mean high. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know how to call them in, baby. Fantastic. <laughs> really ever present. I'm like, yes, I accept that. What we'll have to do is we'll have to have you back sometime when when Linda's feeling well. And we can we can do all three of us together, and I bet you oh, we'll, so- we'll we'll create some real high vibration that way. I would love to do that, Walt. Okay, thank you, Sounds and thank good. everyone for who's out there 
happy to be here and glad to have you listening in today. And Absolutely. Loving on Walt. Yes. Thank you. Thank you to our live stream listeners. Thank you to our regular podcast listeners, without whom we would have a podcast. We really appreciate all of you. And we'll see you all next time you're on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Woo!